Well, what's up, Internet? It's that time once again. It's time for Brethren Around. This is episode 30-something. <laughs> like 36-ish? 36 and a half, I guess, maybe? 30, 30, yeah. 36 and three quarters. 36 and three quarters. It's a new Naked Gun sequel. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's what we're here doing. It's a new brother around. Hope you guys are having fun. I'm Wes Gardner, Mr. Comedy Hobo. Over there, we got the one, the only, the true good brother, Marco Flores. Right now, I'm wearing uh, both earbuds in my ears, so I'm doing something illegal. In, uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. You're breaking the law, big fella. <laughs> I'm breaking the we, law. Man, but who made you like this? Who made you like this? <laughs> oh, and we got the one, the only, Mr. Todd, EVF. What's going on? And the ever-perfect Moriarty time. Hello. It's, it's a We're new week, gang. Yeah, it's a We're new week. 30, this is 35. Okay, it's official. Uh, we got the guy on the side, the, the guy that was taking all the points for the Conor McGregor fight. He He's jotting it down. <laughs> it's episode 35. <laughs> See, here's the you thing. Are. Before before we get into Marco being a lawless, uh, a renegade, <laughs> uh, just an out, just he living by his own rules. He's in the '80s movie that we made up on the forgotten episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So samurai cop pulled me over. That's right, Joanne. No. Um. So <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Is it a work? Yes or no? Gosh. Yeah, I, let's I see. think it was. On uh, the spot. On the spot. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, totally. totally. It was there to get Connor over as a boxer. Mm-hmm. So now MMA looks better. So now like they, they all had that kind of back backstage handshake agreement. Like, all right, make Connor look better than what he really is, because you know you could knock him out in about twelve seconds. But let him do some stuff. Let him get some stuff in. Let him get his moves in. Because um, you could tell whenever Floyd Mayweather like turned it on, you know, around nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Connor just started melting. Like his whole body <laughs> stopped responding to things. He's like, ah. Oh. And he like, yeah. I mean, that, that ref, God bless, man. Because. <laughs> He was in the rodeo. He was like, Connor, stop bear hugging Floyd Mayweather. Stop hammer punching him. Please. And then, you, and then eventually he turns on he turns on Floyd Mayweather. He's like, dude, stop turning around. He's like, why are you accepting this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that whole and yeah, here's the thing. It was entertaining. It was entertaining enough to be kind of suspicious. Because it shouldn't yeah. have gone that smoothly. And, and here's the deal. Apparently, I didn't know this. Someone filled me in on this. Apparently, the major Vegas odds said that the finish was going to happen before the nine and a half round mark. Mm, okay. So the fact that it Ooh, went to ten rounds. Oh uh, yeah. He, yeah. Here's a lesson for all the kids out there: you're never going to meet a part-time bookie. <laughs> they they are full time. They get that money. They know exactly how to get that money. You will never meet a part-time bookie. So yeah, just like um, just like how. People that bet on WWE shows, like <laughs> that's scripted like, shit. You know, it's like, but then then again, they can switch it up too. 
That's true. But see what <laughs> what's great. Can you imagine like betting on what's going to happen on like Bold and the Beautiful? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's right. sort of the same thing, right? It's like yeah. yeah. I bet what's his face is going to. I bet this person returned. Oh, but he's going to come out of his coma, and because <laughs> yeah. they all there's always <laughs> someone on a soap opera that has a coma. And They're, he performed they've been brain in a surgery coma. on himself. <laughs> right. His his doppelganger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The evil twin. The evil twin did brain surgery. But it's him. a dog. Oh my god. It gets so much deeper than we could possibly yeah. imagine. Right. Uh, but yeah, fun stuff. But okay, so the elephant in the room uh, is our first main topic is Marco is a lawless uh, gerrymanderer who. Let's, let's get this out of the way. He. You have he a fa- you he drives into your town. Up. Let me tell you about Marco Flores. He's gonna drive into your town, right? He is gonna he's gonna go into the diner after it's closed, right? He's gonna put a cigarette out on the table. He's not even gonna use the ashtray. He's just gonna put it out on the table. Fling the leather jacket behind his back. Oh my goodness! So explain to us what happened. What happened for you to almost get thrown in prison? So yeah, um, yeah, it's been a kind of a, an eventful forty-eight hours. Uh, before that, I thought, well, at least this morning, I thought I dislocated my shoulder from uh, Muay Thai class, but that was oh. that's beyond that. Um, yeah, I was driving home from work, right? Home from work today, and I was uh, an exit away. I was I was like an overpass away from my exit. <clears throat> All of a sudden, uh, the CHP California Highway Patrol comes behind me and starts flashing their lights. I'm like. Are they trying to get somebody? Because I don't see who they're trying to get, and they're behind me. So, and then, it, and then they start, you know, you know, blaring the sirens. It's like, what the heck? What did I do? So, like, I pull, I get pulled over. I pull over to the side, and the guy's like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" I was like, "I literally don't know why you pulled me over. I didn't speed. I didn't, you know, tailgate anybody. I don't know what's going on." Yeah. He said, "You have, you have, you're wearing your headphones on both ears." I was like, "Say what?" Uh, I can't hear you. Yeah. Let me take out these headphones. <laughs> you were in the damn self, uh, headphones. But yeah, yeah, you uh, you were in your headphones on both ears. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. I was like, really? Uh, yeah, you can. So I asked, like, wait, so you can't wear he- uh, headphones at all? Then it's like, no, 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 you can, but you only you're supposed to have one ear free, you know, in case of like emergencies or sirens. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking in my head, like, dude. I'm only listening to, I was literally listening to episode 34, uh, heading home. Right? Those, so it's not like those bastards are brothering around. <laughs> you know, brother bag over here is getting pulled over here. So, so, so yeah, like I, I find that out. This is news to me. This ha- I guess this is a thing in California that, that was made official like this year. Uh, you can't, um, you can't wear both headphones. One ear has to be free so you can hear like sirens and stuff for emergencies. But I'm like, dude, I, I'm super attentive to my surroundings anyway because I deal with traffic every single day. Yeah. But yeah, I got pulled over and I had no idea how much the ticket costs. Oh, man. And I was like an exit away. Like, dude, you, I was right there. I might as well just drove. I just drove and follow me. They can follow me home. So I <laughs> right. get home. It's like a police escort. You're like Goldberg. Yeah. You just... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that I get to fill your quota for the end of the month. So yeah, uh, so that happened. Yeah, there's some weird laws like that in Texas. It's like yeah, 
because they're going hands free. So like you can talk on the phone, right. you just can't hold it. <laughs> like, yeah. What exactly? It's like you can you can bake the cake, you just can't eat it. And you're like, okay, <laughs> great. I'm glad this is going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's that is really weird though. Like if they were gonna they have a thing about headphones, just don't allow headphones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like just why oh you can only have seventy five percent of the headphone in. You know, like, <laughs> what? Like, what are these laws? Yeah. That now they're just making stuff up. But it, and, as an interesting side note, what? if you Go see ahead. if as an interesting side note, if you see like every state has really dumb laws. That has, you know, started in like 1800 or something, you know. So I think in Georgia, there's one where it's illegal to tie your giraffe to a telephone pole. What? And it's what? like an, that's an actual law. If you read like in Georgia law and you're like, well, oh, I'm of course. supposed to tie up my giraffe. Yeah, it's like, no. this is the only telephone pole within miles. <laughs> I have a very She's angry giraffe. She's going to yeah. have a giraffe over there. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I could probably tie to a skyscraper or something. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. In the state Big of needle. Georgia, donkeys may not be kept in bathtubs. Oh, that is a fucking okay. law. Like, that is weird yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah. So it that is, always you know. makes you ask, like, what happened? Like, what happened to where a group of police officers are in, like, this bathtub with a donkey and they're like, we got to fucking outlaw this because this is, this is scandalous <laughs> shit. They're dealing with a lawless town where people are just riding in giraffes, like gunslinging and all that stuff. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know to tell oh, thank you God that. I don't work in a funeral home or a coroner's office. Yeah, I'd be said, fired Ill- immediately. <laughs> illegal to use profanity in front of a dead body. <laughs> dead body. They're, they're not going to complain. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they might in the afterlife. We don't know. Perhaps you get to the pearly gates and they're just they're just the head nodding like. Mm-mm. Nope. You remember that <laughs> shit 25 years ago? Mm. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, there's one about like sharing people's cheeseburgers. I think that's in Florida. <laughs> like you can't take a bite out of somebody yeah, else's cheeseburger. Florida is yeah. yeah, exactly. Those are the ones where someone had to make it up. Like, you know why I pulled you over? No, officer. I was doing everything fine. I saw you take a bite out of that guy's Big Mac. <laughs> you better put that shit back. That is against the law. No, it's not. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I will give you a take. I'll go talk to the city right now, and they'll make it a law. You just <laughs> broke it, sir. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so man. I'm a lawbreaker now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> convicted felon Marco Flores. That's how I should have introduced you. <laughs> and man running away from the law, nerd in the bay. <laughs> oh, some it's a city to... law. <laughs> that, wow. Yeah. Wow. In Atlanta, Jesus. Yep, Atlanta. That's it. That's so crazy, right? And but they're all out there. Every state has some. Yeah, and you're we like, got, we got to look for them. That's yeah. the hit. That's the history they don't put in the history books. You know? Yeah. Because you're learning all about the Civil War, and you're learning about oh, here's you know the Million Man March and all this stuff. Tell me about the giraffe and the light pole thing. Like, put that. <laughs> 
put that in the right. Georgia history class. Like, why is that one in there? <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. So I think we actually have a few genuine topics this week because we were talking about it on Leo Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. One of them we'll kind of get out of the way real quick because it, it's something interesting, and I think we've talked about it somewhat before. If not on Brother and Around, then on uh, the Nitro Beard podcast, like years and years ago. And, you know, we're all fans of like competitive games, uh, you know, mm, whether it's like esports yeah. games or, you know, just Street Fighter or things like that. But what, what comes with competitive games, and especially, well, I guess any game really with a lot of online functionality is patches, and right? Community, and, yeah. Yeah. They're going to have patches and it's going to be. Sometimes balance patches, you know, sometimes the patches just fix shit like, oh, sorry, the cars disappear in your racing game. Let me fix that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it's or it's like, you know, hey, we're nerfing this character or we're buffing this character. And it's a weird it's a weird thing because you have two sides of the coin. You have the people that play it religiously that are like, oh, my God, this person's so broken. This character's so broken. We have to do something about it. Uh, you know, they're very vocal and they want the, the publisher and the developer of the game to like get on it and like fix it, you know. But then you have some old school cats. And I think I'm one of these people. I think, Marco, you are too. And I'd like to hear Todd and Moriarty's thought on this. Yeah. Learn how to play the fucking game. Like, that's, <laughs> that we that's don't need to nerf. Where, and yeah, buff. that's literally where I'm coming from. Like, don't, you don't got to constantly tamper with like how strong is somebody's kick in street fighter it's like just learn not to get kicked like what are you gonna do you know what i mean like i it's a different mentality for sure but i mean i i come from like the starcraft background they didn't do a patch for starcraft brood war for like 16 years right they Mm. they didn't touch that game for 16 years and you want to know what happened the whole community got amazingly good at the game they found every weird pathfinding ai thing they found every like weird glitch that could happen and depending on what map you're on. But then that became part of the game because it's like, oh, everyone knows about this glitch. So let's see how good you can compete against somebody with that other obstacle in the way. Yeah. And I it mean, made amazing like television and Korea was a big deal. And I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it was the way that game was played. It just became part of the experience. I mean, it's the whole philosophy of get good scrub. I mean, that's basically yeah, what it is. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, right? So, um, yeah, so like how is it happening in Street Fighter right now? Because I think that's what... So, Okay, so th- th- this thing actually stemmed from uh, Dragon Ball Fighters because there's like a lot of oh, right. uh, media being put on it, right? Like, Because yeah. there were some people, like, you know, big YouTubers are, are able to... Well, actually, they chose with their own money to fly down to wherever studio... I think it's based in California, that they can play Dragon Ball Fighters and you know just check out you know what you know what they can do and what what they cannot. And some some people have put out like the move list for these characters, and they're all basically, from what I understand, all the characters' special moves are usually, or majority of them are fireball motions, like quarter circle, you know, forward or whatever. So, um. Like this, and this is like last week where this uproar happens. Where the, I guess the anime, or no, not the anime community, the Dragon Ball fan community is up in arms on like why is this 
why is this move so difficult in a sense? Oh shit! When it's just a fireball <laughs> fireball motion, and that's where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. So like, so anyways, so yeah, the the Dragon Ball fan community is like, why why is it so complicated to do the move set? Well, motherfucker, it's a fighting game. You know, you're trying to <laughs> yeah. beat the other person, right? So so I guess I guess where they're coming from is that they they just want to do the moves and you know and do the moves like with no problems, no issues. Yeah. Well, like, okay, well, that's fine and all, but then again, where's, where's the skill in that at the same time? Yeah, sure, you know? where's the depth? Uh, where, where's the depth, you know, who, it, so, like, as I was saying, as you were saying, I'm from that old school mentality, where in the 80s and 90s, where, motherfucker, you, you need to learn the game so yeah. you can be better at it, sure. right? The game, the game won't cater to you, you had to get better at the game, right? Like, so, learning mechanics, learning nuances, learning strategies and like you know uh, loopholes and such yeah so yeah like yeah that that whole thing was like an uproar i'm like dude like and i, I think about like how gaming is moving forward from like the 2000s and such and it, it just became people are just more and more like vocal about like how the game needs to cater to me rather than like you know, uh, people need to learn about like that, whatever that specific specific adapt game. to the game, right? I see. Adapt to the game, learn yeah. how to do the to like the the commands and stuff. Because I was reading like Twitter responses and stuff, and they're saying like, you know, no matter what I do, I can't learn the fireball motion. I tried so many times, <laughs> and, and I you know I learned different games. And I just can't do it. I was like, well, dude, it's it's muscle repetition. Like, yeah, if you can do a ten out of ten in practice, and you can do ten out of ten in arcade. If you can do ten out of ten in versus mode, then you can do it. You yeah. can't, you're not just gonna throw it like, like, five times out of like, thirty five and think that you got it down and know the application and all that stuff. I, so, I like how like defeated yeah. they are about it. Like I've tried everything. Yeah. What did you try doing? Try move right? Did you try yeah. actually <laughs> you, doing you it? Try? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would love, love, love to see some of these people try to play the played some of the Darkstalker games and how yeah. fucking intricate certain moves were like just and I'm not even talking about like the the EX moves I'm talking about just some of the regular special moves like exactly it's like it's not yeah, a goddamn final special moves and, and and yeah you're right you're right Todd uh Darkstalkers pretty much introduced EX moves to to the fold yeah. cuz they had they had the regular fireball move and then if you do like two buttons you get like a bigger fireball or like yeah, something yeah. with special properties and such. Mm -hmm. So like, like, dude, I, I know, I know, I do. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighters, but you know, the, this community, the fighting game community, I think of it as easy money for the fighting game community once tournaments happen because you're gonna have all these anime Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball community fans that come in and like, oh, let me try. You know, I can beat, I can beat my friends in these games, and like, I'm the king there, so I'm gonna try this. You know this uh, regional tournament where I, you know, all these big names are <laughs> show up, it's, and then yeah. you're just you're gonna do zero and two, and then you're done, and you're out of there. Yeah, so like this is legitimately why I hate that there's no arcades anymore. Exactly, exactly. Oh, because can you, you imagine how much money you can make. Holy oh, absolutely. <laughs> you just lick your chops. You just wait there, and they're like, "What button do I hit?" And you're like, "Oh, it's time now." <laughs> oh, see, come on, big movie. fella. Well, <laughs> you look like a peeled orange. So the thing is, like a game like uh, uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter. Um, I mean, that would be 
a cabinet much like Tekken Tag was, much like Soul Calibur yeah. was, where mm-hmm. you would have fucking lines. Oh, sure. And everybody would be lining their quarters, quarters up on the, on the machine. On Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you'd have one guy who's been there since the place opened up just <laughs> next. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Big you're like, brother, you know. Yeah, it's just, God. There was one guy on uh, for Soul Calibur. Um, I mean, he... The, the arcade, would, the, arcade, the arcade would open up at like 10 o'clock in the morning. It would close at 10 o'clock at night. He would be there the entire day on that machine. That's just his day job. People just walking, yep. just people walking up going, oh, you don't look like you got, you know, you're doing that well. You know, whatever. They go, oh, I'm going to challenge you. He goes, all right, cool. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Just my, my, uh, to get better at the game and better at the community. Yeah. yeah, like I love I love the arcade kind of mentality and the mindset. The only thing where I started breaking away from the arcade is realizing that like, you know, because for a while there, the arcade version was infinitely better than what you could play yeah, at yeah. your house. But yeah. then at, right around PS1 era, I'd say around Tekken 3-ish, things started becoming, you know, quote unquote arcade perfect. And you mm-hmm. can start getting that kind of deal at home. Because I would drop way too much money into an arcade. Like, oh, oh my god, I probably spent sixteen hundred dollars on Tekken Three. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that right, is the right. most collector's edition thing I would ever own because I spent nearly <laughs> two grand on my lifetime for freaking quarters of putting it in a Tekken Three machine. Or you can buy yeah. it at home forever for fifty dollars. And then I was like, there oh okay. Go. And I think that's kind of what started killing out arcades, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But. But yeah, that mentality, I mean, whenever, but what's great is that just guarantees we can all get the the Dragon Ball Fighter game and then play online and have an mm-hmm. awesome record. We can have, we could go like 39 <laughs> yeah. and two because Before it's going to be the that kids that are like, because... what do you mean? But something yeah. I thought about, especially maybe with the Dragon Ball, do you think that the Tenkaichi games have something to do with this? Because weren't the Tenkaichi games like... You, if you sneezed, you did a special move. Like you didn't even have to touch the controller. <laughs> right. Like your character just turned yeah. on and you hit the start button, Not, and everything was combo like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit, you hit L one, and then he did a forty seven hit combo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. What I wonder if they're coming from that angle. Like, what do you mean I gotta hit buttons on the controller? Right. Like, they did <laughs> yeah. the stuff automatic. It's like a screensaver. Like they just turn it on, and then shit happens, and then they're done. Like and yeah. good, we had a great time today playing our game. Um, you know, but now they I actually think, have to dig in and you know get into it. Right, I I think it actually goes back to the Budokai games oh, because yeah, because yeah. th- they were the same thing. It was like you know to do the combo punch 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 and then special fireball move, and it was just like one button, right? Um, <laughs> but I don't think they they thought that Dragon Ball, at least Budokai and Budokai Tenkaichi. Uh, were considered like you know, like arcade, like you know, people putting quarters in quite oh, sort sure, of game. Yeah. They just thought it was like a, more of a casual, casual game. Sure, you can just you know go up against other people, but it's like there's not much you can do other than like sidestep and you know just hit square like seven times and then triangle and <laughs> it's like some a sort of thing. It's a model viewer for like yeah, it's like a model poke. viewer. Yeah, you're just it's like you're just poser watching. or whatever those 3D like 3D guru things that you yeah. download on your computer and you're like I'm going to make go you know, you, and then <laughs> you know how you know how the, the kid is watching like uh, say like virtual fighter or like Tekken and uh, you know they're they're showing like a demo fight 
and they're they're fighting. The computers are fighting, but the kid thinks he's playing himself. Like, oh, I'm doing I'm doing all those moves. I was I mean, they're just waggling on the the joystick yeah. and you know smashing down the buttons. But like, dude, it's not you gotta, every you 1990s commercial ever. It's like my whole family. We're gonna play Super Mario Brothers, and it's actually gonna be Duck Hunt. And like, they yeah. have the one game in the system, but another game's on the screen. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's. That's the reality you, that they're coming you just, from. You, or you disconnect the second controller, so you think so your sibling, your younger sibling, yeah. can start playing. See, that's a pro move the, right there. The tricks. That's a pro move. <laughs> but I was thinking about the other side of you were talking about, Al, like nerfing and patching and buffing and all that stuff in terms of like, like the multiplayer, like uh, maybe MMO sense. Yeah. And so, from what you're saying, you sound like you want to keep things like just the same. If it was just there. To keep it the same, yeah. I mean, unless it, unless it completely like, unless it's legitimately broken in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, imagine if Zangief's, you know, seven twenty or uh, how many times does he spin like the pile driver move? Imagine yeah, yeah. if that came out of the gate doing like four hundred percent damage. So right, all you yeah. had to do was that one yeah. move, and then you won the match. Like, yeah, right. Get rid of that shit, but. No, if if someone's like it, the funniest type of games to go like look at the forums or any of the Blizzard games, because mm. you know any matchmaking deal, and this is the same way with Street Fighter, they build it so you have a fifty percent win rate. You win yeah. half of them and you lose half of them over a long enough period of time. It's going to find out what your real skill level is. Like you got to play probably fifty matches. And then it's going to kind of find out where you're at. The same thing for like League of Legends, Dota, Counter-Strike. Like they they figured this out a little bit. Like, okay, we're going to put you where we think you're going to be after, let's say, 50 matches. But people after three matches, I've never won against so-and-so, so so they need to be nerfed. And it's like, (laughs) bitch, play the game. Like you got to play it to learn how to do it. Exactly. You got to like, and a lot of people, and it's funny if you go on the internet, like forums and stuff, especially with things like Starcraft and probably even Street Fighter, you Mm -hmm. can tell what level someone is depending on what they're bitching about. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, Vega comes at me diagonally. That's so broken. And you're like, (laughs) okay. He has claws. Why does he have claws? Yeah, why he's, his reach of the claws. I don't get a claw. So, why can he climb the cage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll hear people say that shit, and you're like, okay, this person's clearly a beginner. And once they figure out how to counter Vega, then their next thing's going to be, oh my God, M. Bison is such a bitch. And then after M. Bison, such a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And then after M. Bison, you know, you get, yo, Akuma, or you you start seeing where someone's at depending on the problems that they're running into. It's funny because this draws back to like, you know, my, my wife teaches mathematics and you talk to someone who's like a genius at math. And mm-hmm. the thing that they'll tell you is everybody's bad at math. Everybody. Math is a weird thing. Everyone's bad at it. The mm-hmm. good people at math just do their mistake later on in the problem. Right. Like they, they don't mess up, you know, the positive and negative sign or they know what, you know, five plus five is. But then you start getting into, like, fucking quantum mechanics, they're going to start having issues. You know what I mean? But they're on such a different level. And I think that's the same thing with competitive games. Because, like, hell, we played Destiny uh, yesterday on the stream. We played Destiny 2, and I actually wanted to play some competitive. I was like, let's do it. YOLO, right? Like, fuck it. Let's do it. 
And I'm terrible at competitive games, but that's part of the fun. And so I knew I was going to be bad. I knew it. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be like, I can't believe it. I came in last place. Uh, this game's this clearly broken. Game. Yeah, oh, they, they should just nerf everything. Like, that, who am I to say? You yeah. know, it's like, I, it'd like be walking into a building and then acting like an architect. Like, oh, they right, shouldn't right. have built this building this way. And then the guy who builds it's like, what the fuck does this guy know? Like, no, we, yeah. <laughs> we went through a process. Like, there were committees. <laughs> like, this was a full thing. Like, and then someone just comes off the street and they're like, hmm. I'm going to act like a professional. This pillar here shouldn't be here. It doesn't look right. I'm going to knock it down. Building comes down. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because to the untrained eye. uh, But it's really about finding that game that you like enough to stick with the bullshit. Like, yeah, if you're willing to like deal with the losses of that game. Yeah, it's all about learning. You know, that's that's all good. So, yeah, yeah, with you you saying with the patches and all stuff, um, I. I tend to be on the other side in terms of like, you know, how things just should just stay like that way for a good while. I, yeah. I agree to a point. Um, every year patching, like like massive patching, I don't agree with because like nobody has time to learn their character and sure. the matchups. Matchups with like whatever, like, you know, either fighting games or like, you know, Dota sort of thing or StarCraft mm-hmm. or even uh, MMOs. Like nobody knows, you know, their their design of what, you know, they wanted, wanted to be. So... Uh, you know, I, I either believe like five years or maybe ten year patching, mm-hmm. uh, five to ten years patching. Oh, five, five, yeah, five years is probably like right there, right, right in the sweet spot. Just so people have enough time to like know their their stuff yeah. and maybe how to counter everybody else's. And then once everybody's kind of set in their ways, then like you you know, fifty two pickup, you throw all the cards all over the sure. place. So See what happens. Have to relearn it again. Like, oh, what yeah. happened? So some yeah. some some people, some classes, some whatever. Will have good seasons. Others will have bad seasons, and then the you know devs will see that, and it's like okay, well let's buff up, buff up the people that are not doing so great, and then you know it it, it I guess it gives the game like not like longevity, but like there's just it's 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 alive, you know because yeah, like, oh, they yeah, have to a, be on their toes of like thinking yeah. okay what what needs to be what what do I need to know what can I do and that sort of thing, but yeah it's, yeah it's like an evolving thing. And, yeah. and that brings up a good point, too, of, like, there's a weird sense of a, I don't know, there's a weird sense of community growing around the metagame, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if that's healthy for a game or not. So so what I mean is, like, and what you'll see a lot on is, like, Hearthstone, that Blizzard card game. You know, I, I don't play it a whole lot. Oh, yeah. But apparently every season, you know, they change up the decks, they change up the cards. And then you start getting into the stuff to where you're only allowed to play this one way. If you want to be oh, good, yeah. you got to play combat road. You got to follow, you yes. follow the, the guides. Oh, you're, you're not Go playing as Dalsim? You're an idiot. Like, Dalsim's <laughs> the only good character in the game, you know. Because right, right. they're taking advantage of those things that need to be nerfed or need to be buffed or whatever. In that in that mentality, everyone just learns to adapt. Oh, that's the best. Like, the, mm-hmm. the thing that... It, it completely strips any choice out of the game. Like, it's no longer up to what do you like to play. It's, yeah. are you playing this the right way? And I think Smart once way. you get yeah. down that line, the, you're done. Like, that, that game is kind of dead in the water. You got to reevaluate. Um, because and the, the one way I always look at it is 
imagine if we were that way with like art, like paintings. Mm-hmm. If some someone was just like, well, here's the one painting. Get rid of every other painting on earth. This is the best one. Like, so you go to a museum now and it's just one painting. And it's the one painting everywhere. If you want art, if you want painting, painting. here it is. That's the one. Look at it. Isn't it great? Like you're not giving people choice. You you don't get you don't get that expression. You don't get that self that you invest in. And that's the whole point of competitive games is you kind of get connected that way. But yeah, so like, oh, you want to learn an instrument? Only the piano. There are no other instruments. The piano is the best (laughs) instrument. Every other instrument's not uh, not allowed ever. Like. Every, yeah. every kid just knows how to play piano. The end. And you only know one song because it's the best song. So you just right. you get your piano, you learn one song, and then you're done. Nothing else. You want to learn? You want to learn guitar? Play rock band. Just rock band. Not not rock. Yeah, not, uh, you have one option. Hero. And that yeah. that just seems insane to me. Oh, you want? Are you hungry for food? Well, eat these mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes is the only food that exists on the planet Earth here. <laughs> here's it yeah oh you're hungry again here's some more mashed potato like no what the fuck like (laughs) it just seems so outrageous if you put it into another context so it's like why have 35 fighters in street fighter if quote unquote two were good Mm -hmm. then just have it be like dive kick (laughs) where you have two you have fucking two you know what i mean you have one move so good though (laughs) (laughs) but but there is beauty in it but if there, that's the there is, goal, there's level of games as well, like level of fighting games as well. Like at least it's been introduced more so lately with people with games like Dive Kick, games that once were like like Rising Thunder, where it was just one button specials. Yeah. It was kind of like an introduction to like fighting games. So like if sure. say you're new to it and you want to delve into more, then that's when you can get into the other ones, like you know mm-hmm. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. You know, unless you're anime, you know your guilt guilty gear and and all that stuff, but yeah, just there, there's different levels to getting into like the fighting game genre. Is just knowing either you know, knowing that if you're gonna get into like you know Street Fighter, you're gonna get your ass beat, and you gotta be okay with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, gotta learn. See, yeah. and the thing is, is I would get, I even go as far as saying you got you know you have your your basic like one button special games down at the mm-hmm. bottom. Then you got like uh, some other stuff. Then you got Street Fighter, and then you get into the SNK stuff, and it's just like oh, that's yeah. a whole different beast with those yeah. those commands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think there's a weird um, there's a weird thing happening right now, and I say right now, it's been happening in the past decade, but it seems like this really started more and more uh, whenever Super Smash Brothers took off. Yep. Yeah, because Smash did this weird bridging thing to where it kind of brought the people that were used to the one button Rising Thunder dive kick style, you know, s games where the introductory stuff. Yeah, like your up a, your standing a, your down a. Yeah, so it it got people introduced to the idea of what could be done with fighting games, but it never went too much further than that. And Mm -hmm. then it got caught in this limbo to where. You know, okay, it's a party game. And then people will yell at you, no, it's way more complicated than a party it's game. It's a fighting it's, game. It's, it's so <laughs> in-depth. It's so in-depth. And then yeah, you talk yeah. about, okay, well, where are the mechanics for a fighting game? Oh, don't be silly. It's not a fighting game. It's just a party game. What are you doing? Like, those same exact people did will you, just turn on did it. Did you assume my gender? 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it turns into that. It's like, how dare you? You said that, you know, how dare you think that this is like Street Fighter? It's nothing like Street Fighter. It's way easier. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so which one is it? Like, you gotta, I think there's that weird middle ground, and it can be its own thing, and that's fine. But then whenever you want everything else to cater to that Super Smash Brothers style of, yeah, I want to hit one button, and then magic mm-hmm. happens. Eh, like, mm. Don't know what to tell yeah. you, man. Like you might, you might be better off just playing something that you already know. Um, yeah. yeah. And there, and there's a trade-off to it as well. Like you know, we see it with Evo. Like, um, you know, people do watch Street Fighter, and it's it's known. Like, and now they aired on ESPN and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there have been ever since streaming has been in the picture, there have been more viewers for Smash Brothers than there have been for uh, like you know any top fighting game. That's yeah. been out, you know, in the recent years. So, like, Smash is doing something right where, you know, the, the casualness, yes. you know, every, everybody can get into it. People um, can relate. Yeah. People can relate. But the trade-off is, like, you know, where, where's the death? But at the same time, games, like the, any other games, like, okay, there's if there's even a fireball motion, like, oh, and it's too hard. So, like, yeah, you get a little bit of a cutoff because there's a, a learning curve there. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I want to say that's that's even kind of what you're seeing with Rocket League. Because, you know what I mean? Like, Rocket League is just, it's soccer. It's soccer with, you drive a little car and you hit the soccer Mm -hmm. ball, you're done. Like, I remember being so excited when Rocket League first came out, because I was like, in my opinion, man, this is the future of esports. And the reason why is my grandma can watch this and get into it. And get into it. (laughs) Exactly. Because she'll understand it. She doesn't have to know what a back cancel with a blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's, that's not a thing that has to happen. It's like, here's a car. You hit this button to go faster with turbo, and then you try to hit that ball into that goal. You're done. There you go. That's it. That's the entire game. You just set it in like a note card. Um, but th- there's something to that because now it really is about the skill of using the very limited features of what the game gives you in order to right. make like really interesting things happen. Um, yeah. But but with you know with a game like Street Fighter or a series like yeah Capcom versus SNK or like Mark of the Wolves. You have, it's the intricate knowledge of knowing how difficult something is to do. It's like, it's the same thing for me. Excuse me. It's the same thing for me as like watching a guitar player who's super good. I'm like, oh my God, that took that guy years to be able to pull that shit off because that is not easy. You're not going to learn that in like a guitar center with your instructor teaching you chords. (laughs) Like you're not, that's on a different level. You listen to like yeah. Steve Vai and shit, and you're like, okay, this guy is on a different planet because you're not supposed to be able to do those type of things with an electric guitar. Um, mm. It's the same thing with that really famous Daigo, uh, the third oh, strike. Evil moment. Yeah, that yeah. evil moment, the third strike to where Ken just blocks every single kick that Chun Li does. And then it looks impressive, and you're like, wow, he blocked it. That's really cool. And then he did his thing, and it was really dramatic. But then someone breaks it to you. There's always one person that breaks it to you. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He blocked every single one of her kicks manually. Yeah. And then you like, what? Like, it it turns into the, like, your whole world starts flipping upside down. You're like, Jesus Christ. He blocked, like, 60 (laughs) kicks in 10 seconds. Like, what kind of machine? Is this guy? <laughs> you know, uh, there's always that moment, and I always love seeing it on people's face because they see it first and they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." That guy made a comeback, and then you tell yeah. them how difficult that is to do, 
and they're like, oh, wow, okay, like, that guy's yeah. not a real human being. Um, right, right. It's just, it's an interesting deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah, so, because whenever you brought it up, I was like, yeah, we could talk about that, because I was dabbling in StarCraft Remastered, and I'm like, I'm so bad at this game, but that's part of the fun. It's like, mm-hmm. I gotta learn how to click on the units. Oh, but you gotta click them over here, and that one died, uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, it's just it's just a fun deal, but uh, yeah, how to auto group and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's the weird thing. I don't know. I don't know if I've gotten there yet. In because I, <laughs> I haven't been. Haven't, I still don't know how to auto group. I haven't been able to auto group any any of my. I think I have to like select them one at a time, and like then, like, highlight just, like do the mouse all of them. <laughs> do the box, yeah, box over yeah. command and conquer style. Just be like, <laughs> and then just click, go this way, attack, move. Yeah. Um, there you go. You know, so so oh, bizarre, crazy, right, Moriarty? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Contribution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so on on the on the news of adapting and, and and getting good, Moriarty, you are going to PAX. Yes, <laughs> I am. So you're going to be part of the. You're gonna you're gonna sneak in, get get part of that hive mind, kind of get in the collective. <laughs> you're adapting. Yes. What's, what's your what's your plan for packs? Like, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? Um, what things are you looking forward to? I don't really have a plan other than being with at least one person at all times, so I don't freak mm. out. Smart. Yes. Yes. You know? Um, I have a lot of people that are excited to meet me, and I'm excited to meet them. Cool. food plans kind of um i'm gonna be staying with a couple streamer friends of mine as uh call me giant and zonky art uh boyfriend girlfriend uh, up in canada that are driving down to seattle they're actually oh, yeah, driving yeah. now to get to seattle um let's see here uh there's a partnered streamer by the name of w great who is looking forward to meeting me as well the guys from uh stackup.org will be there and i'm super stoked to meet them in the flesh cool. really yeah. excited um another streamer friend rift blade's going to be there as well it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun yeah it's going to be I, so much <laughs> oh yeah it's going to be overwhelming so i saw that stackup had like patches they made like physical yes. so and they yes. look pretty slick yes they do so yeah, if you guys are at PAX, yeah. pick up some stackup.org patches. They look really good. Like I saw them and they showed one to the camera and I was like, holy crap, that's that that just screams <laughs> yeah. like eighties denim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put it on back <laughs> of like the Freebird jacket. jacket. Like, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just rad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if um because yeah, at the totally. other PAXs, uh Stackup will have a booth. Generally at PAX West, we don't. For some odd reason, to the best of my knowledge. So Uh, is there going to be like live streaming happening from the booth? I don't know. I really don't know what the the whole stack of plans going to be. Vendors like to do that. Like they'll be like, hey, we're we're a set of streamers and we're going to set up a booth here. That way you can stream on our channel. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that because you see that a lot with like graphics cards and like, oh, the GeForce booth. You know, yeah. Oh, who are these oh my God! There are so many booths this year. It is crazy. Um, what is it? As, as for StackUp not having a booth per se mm-hmm. at PAX West, that might have to do with every other PAX is basically confined to one building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's that. 
and also renting the uh getting the um the net speed or or whatever to stream it's mm-hmm. so fucking oh, difficult to get yeah, yeah. I, I do know that there will be like uh some uh, streamers will be streaming from pax but as far as i know uh nobody from stack up has any plans for that to the best of my knowledge gotcha so um, okay. see what what pax needs to do because you know i i thought since pax really started as a thing i think that it's kind of taken over where e3 sort of dropped off uh like right. it, it brought the people yeah. back into the fold it was it was more about the passion of the games instead of a bunch of press conferences like it, it you know it was about the culture of being a fan of video games and sharing that love with other people the one mm-hmm. thing i want packs to do that e3 used to do back in the day is kensha hall now mm-hmm. let me let me tell you guys what kensha hall was kensha hall during e3 was where like the the D tier stuff oh, the, went. It it was the, the for- obscure ass game. Yeah, it was the me. forgotten children of E3. Yeah. So like <laughs> fun fact, Guitar Hero was in Kensha Hall because they're like, uh-huh. oh, Guitar Hero, what the fuck is it? Like you got a little plastic play school Fisher yeah. Price toy? Like go over there to Kensha Hall. What are you doing? <laughs> like they had no idea, right? But you would see yeah. the funniest stuff at Kensha Hall. And it was these third parties that had a had some crazy cockamamie idea, and they were like, you know what? Here's a here's a controller you wear on your face, and yeah. you you use the foot pedals, and then you tap on a garbage can, and then it makes <laughs> it say hello in the video game. And you're like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Like, boom. oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and like, it, I always felt so bad because Mad Cats was always put there because <laughs> 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 they always had their janky like, here, get a Dallas <laughs> Cowboys controller. You're like, yeah. oh boy, oh boy, um, but oh, that's man. what that's what we need to see happen. Is Pax needs to bring about yeah. like those weird like carnies that are like, ah, oh, video games. You say, well, I got a thing for a video game. Like, <laughs> just some guy with a jacket, and he's like, yeah, like I know all about video Malibu games. Malibu Al, you want Malibu yeah. Al? And- <laughs> Malibu and- Al. He's like, you know what? <laughs> if you know- <laughs> you don't want any video they, games. You want yourself a station wagon. Station wagon. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, let me get you in there. What you don't have a family yet with this backseat? You will. <laughs> you will make a family in this backseat. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and he had uh, AJ had those giant like Tom Cruise hands from Top like Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy because it took me a minute to realize that was AJ. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I was. I was. I paused. I was like, "Who is that?" Kind of looks like. Is that AJ? I think that, that is AJ. What the heck? <laughs> and big ups. Uh, did you guys watch Raw by chance? Uh uh-uh. uh They I, brought uh, last last week. Uh, uh, this past the, Monday. Yeah, this past Monday. So they were in I, Nashville. I, I didn't see it, but yeah, I think they introduced a Southpaw original. They, they did. I saw that God. clip. And it, it was hilarious. fantastic. I yelled at the TV. I was like, this is perfect. And like, my Pelvis wife was like, Wesley. what the? I was like, yeah, impressive Pelvis Wesley. And then he comes out and fucking he's later like jigging around. And I was like, this is <laughs> the best so thing around. I've ever seen. The how how long do you think before they repackage the Ascension? <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> They should make that the gimmick. Like they should genuinely they should. make it a gimmick to where every single week they come out of something else. Oh god, I think yes. that's hilarious. And then like, and and that works for uh, Brizango. 
with the whole, you know, yeah. fashion police. Yeah, the fashion police stuff. And here's the thing. I think the thing that really kind of cemented, and it sounds weird to say, but really cemented, uh, you know, the whole team hell no, was all the antics backstage. It was all the stuff like, oh, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you go to the anger management courses, like put <laughs> the Ascension in anger management courses. It's like, why do you want to dress like a demon? Like yeah. so have, have like a counselor, like talk to him and they're like, I don't know, man, it seems cool. Well, why does yeah. it seem cool? Like and then, and then they have to come out and like reinvent themselves. Oh yeah, just give them something to do. Because yeah, through Southpaw, those guys are genius. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but man. but I think all of WWE should just be Southpaw. Like I think that's what it should turn into. <laughs> I, I want to see, see like not so much. I I back then I did say I wanted to see an invasion, but now as of right now, I kind of want to see like guest appearances like. Lance Catamaran shows up from out of nowhere for one raw and does commentary. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. See what I've actually started doing (laughs) and and plays it straight. What I've actually started doing is I'm, I'm becoming more and more and I've always loved him, but I'm more and more of a Tex Ferguson fan. Oh my God. (laughs) Something, something that I've done like in real life, I'll do that uh, is I'll be like, what am I going to do? Like I start (laughs) saying it like that in my head about like, I don't know. (laughs) It just makes me laugh every oh like the Asley softly brother <laughs> softly brother what am I gonna do? <laughs> I knew you sent to Freddy Blassie with a sharpened teeth to bite out my eye. <laughs> I, I, I can hear Chad too bad in my ear. It sounds like he is right next to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We've got to redo the promo. It's not coming out well. <laughs> I would highly recommend uh, looking up, if you, if you haven't already, um, Luke Gallows doing um, the, the original character, Sex Ferguson. Yeah. Oh, God. It's oh, God, so... I need to see this. Oh, you do. I'm, and not only I'm... that, you need to hear them do the Stone Cold Steve Austin impressions. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Because they are fucking stellar at it. Oh, my God. Like, they they kick into it immediately. <laughs> and you're like, and they do like Howard Finkel. They do oh all my kinds. God. They are incredible. Like, I wish they were allowed to do that every single week. Because uh, they said, yeah. they said they've never okay. had the balls to do Stone Cold's impression in front of Stone Cold. But, like, Stone Cold knows about it. So mm-hmm. as they like walk by and they don't want to disturb Stone Cold, he's like, "What? You just gonna walk on by?" Like, <laughs> and then they go like, "Sorry, sir." Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, um, listen, to the, listen to the uh, Talk Is Jericho podcast with when it's um, talking shop with uh, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson. You'll see, oh. you'll hear a lot of stuff from, from that. Place. And then uh, someone else who does the best impressions is Jay Lethal. He is oh, yeah. so on yeah. point. Like he, I still love his. Uh, oh God, uh, which Rick one Flair? was it? He does Ric Flair perfect. He also does Jimmy Hart. The oh, Jimmy he, Hart. I didn't, I didn't ever heard. Of him Come on, before. baby, get it going, baby. Like he <laughs> mouth mouth of the south stuff. Oh, it makes me laugh every time. He also does a really good Iron Sheik. But I love people who can do a good Iron Sheik because <laughs> only Iron Sheik is Iron Sheik, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, Bubba! Like he'll just—he <laughs> just screams stuff. Like, I break your back and make you humble. Um, <laughs> dude. Then what we 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 just got to get us a. Uh, can anyone do a good Virgil impression? 
See, that's what we need. We need It'll a Virgil. Yeah, that's true. We'll just like be in the background and ask for money. Be, be in the like, background, be quiet. Yeah, I'll sign. I'll sign your paper for ten bucks. <laughs> hey, why, why, don't you, why don't you come over here? Let me take a picture with you. That'd be thirty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'll give me some Olive Garden meat sauce. Yeah, fuck money. <laughs> if when when it comes down, he's like the true carny of it. Oh god, because it's yeah, like man. he won't even like be like, oh yeah, picture is going to be this much or whatever. I mean, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, look, you want a picture? I'll take a picture with you. You know, I got the, you know, I got the million yeah. dollar title here. You can take a picture with them, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. You take the picture, the second that, that picture, that camera snaps, that'll be $45. And you're like, <laughs> fucking what? Yeah, and, he's reaching, <laughs> and he's reaching out to your, your back pocket for your yeah. wallet. He's already got it. He's, he's already got he's it. He's pulling the bills he's, out, you know? He's already swiping the card. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even, do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love. I just love it that he does meet and greet with the fans at Olive Garden. Like yeah. you just show up at a weird Olive Garden, and he's like yeah. sitting there eating breadsticks. Moriarty, if you see Virgil there, you got to. Well, no, no. If no. you, 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 if you see Virgil, I don't want then, you to pay like, money to take a picture. With Virgil. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that that creepy like from afar picture. So he's slightly blurry. Yeah, it has digital <laughs> zoom, so it's like slightly not quite in yeah. focus. That's what we recommend. <laughs> Coolie, you've seen my photos before. <laughs> I mean, there was a. I know in your Discord, I dropped a bunch of Virgil pics at one point. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because in those pictures, he met uh, Matt from Super Best Friends and in that same area. That same exact picture, actually. Oh, oh yeah, wow. I saw those pictures as well. So yeah, one of them he's setting up in a he's set up a booth in a fucking subway. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like nice bullet club shirt. You want to take your picture with me? No, <laughs> not, not all Virgil. Thank you. <laughs> I know there was a blog set up for a while called Lonely Virgil. <laughs> oh yeah, where it was just him by himself at that table. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah, started that's right. it. Makes it bucks. so good. So good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I just love all the stories about, like, wrestlers being true carnies. Like, absolute, yeah. like, not paying for their breakfast tab. Like, running out and, like, screeching away in a DeVille. Yeah. You know, like, one of those type <laughs> of things to where... It's all just, they're all comic book characters in a way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, people live like this? Like, this is still allowed on the planet Earth to do these things? Right, in 2017? Dude. Oh, man. There you go. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I just, uh, on our Discord, I just put the uh, Stone Cold impressions that they do. Right? Yeah, oh, it's so yeah. good. And that's just little bits of it, but they are dead on. And they, uh, I just love because I mean that was that's what really got me to be a huge Jay Lethal fan was his impressions were just on another level. He had the mannerisms mm -hmm. down, and that whole TNA the the whole bit. I know Marco and I have talked about it before. The whole like storyline of you know Jay Lethal is impersonating Ric Flair because he wants to be Ric Flair, and then Ric Flair finds it disrespectful, and like yeah. then Jay Lethal steals his Hall of Fame ring. And like wears it out, and he's like, "I'm sorry, man. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to be you just for a few minutes." And like Ric Flair like slaps him in the face and stuff. Oh, it's such a good <laughs> angle. Go. 
Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a good one, right there. Wrestling superstar. It's like since when? That's a big ass banner too. I know. Why it's like who's he, he, he getting his money? <laughs> Wait, what? An awesome, it's like he just set up a desk in the middle of the road. <laughs> where, I was about to question that. that. Oh, that's. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, the like, best part is he's also advertising Teddy Biasi. <laughs> he's clearly not there. Clearly not there. So, so like you go up to that booth and you're like, "Hey, I want to take a picture with Teddy Biasi." And Virgil's like, "No, don't worry about that. You can take a picture with me." Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here right now. I'm here, man. <laughs> Ted, 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 don't want to even want to be here, man. I'll take a picture <laughs> with you. Oh, oh God, it's so sad. sad. <laughs> That's a wow. And what's what's so great about it is Virgil actually doesn't give a shit. Like he it, it you know what I mean? I like gotta respect that at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? You're on it, man. Good work. Yeah. You do you. Right. He made I mean, this this one actually has a little extra to it. Nice photo bombing. Savio Vega. Jeez. Our pal on Twitter sent us uh, sent this in. Virgil with a big event signing in New York, uh, Queens, New York, ruining people's photos. Yes, Sabio Vega is significant busier than Virgil. Virgil does, however, charge fifteen dollars for photo pop. <laughs> oh my god! That is oh, and what's so wild is every pro wrestler is like this to a certain extent. Yeah. Oh god. Like the whole business. It's it's a business. It's a gimmick. It's the whole racket. So like it, it, that's what's always so fascinating to me is this makes money. I don't know how. I don't know how this entire industry <laughs> has survived this long. Right? Because they do this shit. Like it, it's so wild. Dude. And then you have the really meta stuff of the people that get stuff signed. And then sell it on eBay as their full time yeah. job. Yeah. Like, well, how is that? You're a carny of a carny. Like you're you're now trying to hustle the these hustlers. Carny. Like that's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh God, with Sex Ferguson, wake up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Jeez. Oh Cliff Man. Compton. Oh Domino. <laughs> Domino Cliff. Dang. Yeah, oh, hey Todd, are are you reading up on uh, Secret Empire? Uh no, I'm not. No, you're not. I've been you, I've like, been too I've been trying to keep up with it like uh the YouTube channel that kind of keeps everybody up to date on the story and shit, which I'm okay. I'm good with. But uh but yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to actually sit down yeah, and read. Yeah, books. I mean like I, I go through like comic book resources to find out what I, exactly happened yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, like Wes, with me, me and you talking about how Captain America can be redeemed. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, they they did it. You know, he, yeah. uh, they did it. Just uh, the way they did it. I, oh, I don't. Well, do you care that I say a little? I guess a bit about it, Todd. Or I don't care. Okay, so uh, yeah, like um, the whole thing about Captain America being not, uh, a Nazi and you know doing all this uh, hell I mean, Hydra he's, stuff. He's He's Hydra. I mean, it's not necessarily the same thing as being a Nazi, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's being Hydra, right? He's being a Hydra, and, you know, Hydra's running American stuff. He killed a few of his friends already, and, uh, you know, people are, are in dire straits. And at this point, they are 
they are doing the counteroffensive, but Captain America is like Iron Man up and also has the cosmic cube uh, fragments in his armor. So like things are happening. Like he's almost becoming a god. But like, um, yeah, original Captain original Captain America comes back in, I guess from like a dream state because mm. uh, Kobik, that powerful ass little girl, uh, kind of kept Captain America hidden away, and then like yeah this alternate, not ultimate, alternate reality, like, uh, tempered, tempered version of uh, Hydra Cap came into the fold. But yeah, like, that's what they're talking about. Captain America pops back up, like, you know, yeah. red, white, and blue, and, you know, has a hammer, and beats up Hydra Cap, and not that things are all well and good, things are, like, still, like, like the repercussions of what happened are there, because, like, now Cap has to deal with the fallout of, you know, everybody trusted regular ass Captain America, but now that the, this whole thing happened, right? Um, you kind of have to win back the trust. I'm like, oh, geez, that's like a lot of work you got to do, Cap. Yeah, sort that's thing, true. But and I mean, and that, and that, that part of it's yeah, that part of it's interesting. Like he has to kind of redeem himself for something he didn't even do. Um, yeah. But but the only thing is, and this is just a weird storytelling quirk. And mm-hmm. I'm going to throw Lost under the bus. Uh, the, the TV show Lost. So the first season of Lost, fantastic television. Holy shit. That is some good, that is some top tier, grade A, dank TV. Like, dank you, TV. you watch it and it's just genius stuff. But then, the Lost introduced two things. Time travel. Oh, shit. And people that are talking that uh, you're able to talk to ghosts. Mm. At that point, you're done. No matter what fucking shit you do on your show, you can all you always have an oh shit card you can pull. Like, oh no, this isn't working. Uh, let me make it to where they were actually dead the whole time. Right. Or <laughs> oh no, this isn't working. Uh, but bu- bu- this this was in the past, and now we're gonna do a flash forward. Now it's in the future, and now yeah, everyone, past, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. it's yeah, exactly. So like nothing means anything. Like nothing has any gravitational weight anymore. So mm-hmm. th- just based on what you're saying, I kind of get that vibe a little bit with the Captain America. It's like, oh, it was Captain America, but it wasn't really Captain America. Yeah, it was. They, it was you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you know, I was against the whole thing about. Captain America being Hydra anyway. Like, yeah, one of the Brother yeah. Around episodes. Like, I was vehemently against it. I was like, I don't care if it's a gimmick. I just think it's bad taste. Like, I, you know, I might be, you know, a mark or whatever, but I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, See, and, you can do more and, interesting shit than that. Like, of course, yeah, let's make him a Hydra. Like, no, do yeah. something more interesting. Like, whenever I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man and, you know, uh, Doc Ock is in the mind of Peter Parker. Oh my God. Like that shit got crazy because then, yeah. you know, he's trying to make amends for stuff in doc o- as doc Ock in his past life and some of his personal demons. So there you're starting to get into some weighty stuff. You're like, Oh yeah, this is like a personal, is he going to get over this? Is he going to grow as a person? Is he going to see the error of his ways? Or is it going to just fuel him to be even more evil? Like, what's going to happen? There, there's a consequence that's about to happen. But whenever you do the wash away of like, there's actually nine Captain Americas. And this one, he can, you know, 
Well, I, I mean, arguably there's, you had the multiverse and I mean, then you had battle world and then we got this new continuity, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the alternate versions of cap was captain Hydra basically. And I, when they introduced when, so I think Todd's connection got a little. Iffy. Yeah, my my That's connection got really iffy. There you what go. Were you, what were you saying? Um, basically, like I was happy as I, I was. I was actually excited that that was we got Hydra Cap. I, I'm that weird person. I, I did too. I, I like I like the little change because it was either go back to I don't have this the serum anymore or cosmic cube or it was kind of like the same like tropes I, of usual I Captain America stories. I would have been happier if it wasn't because of the cosmic cube. Yeah. That yeah. Got, that we got Hydra cap because I mean, after battle world and the whole fucking reforming of the, the Marvel universe, basically we got different. I mean, you, you had what Peter Parker, Spider-Man, you had Miles Morales, Spider-Man, you had mm. spider Gwen. I mean, you had, multiple versions of essentially the same hero yeah mm. you know i mean i mean yeah that's what i do like about the multiverse thing and yeah. if you if you ever read secret wars wes uh it's it's actually pretty cool uh of the um the side uh, what did you call them again not the main story uh the one-offs like tie-in issues the tie-in issues Oh like, yeah. So yeah. like like one one universe is like civil war and like civil war never stops. So like they they had like a warring state and there was like this middle ground where like either Captain America or Iron Man had no control over, but like it became a, a super bigger thing than it what what it was yeah. before. And then you have another universe where um, Cap is like in gladiator gear with the shield and like some sort of like I forgot a mace or whatever. And he's riding like devil dinosaur around and he's like looking for hulks and such to hunt down. And then, yeah, then you have old man Logan universe and like either that cap is dead or something happened or like inbred hulks sort of thing. And um, but yeah, you can you can definitely tell some interesting stories with the multiverse thing. Um, and there's kind of like kind of like cool possibilities of what cap would have became if if they say like that universe was this universe that we're reading at. But yeah. Um, it was it was an interesting road to take from like Hail Hydra that with that scene to where it is now with the end of Secret Empire finishing up. Um, but I think for me, I feel like they're I think they're gonna try to do their take on like DC Rebirth because because Rebirth is doing really good for DC right now. Um, with like just bringing back like throwbacks of characters or like introducing new things like or like old things in new ways sort of thing. So yeah, what I think is it? They Marvel's going to do the same legacy, legacy line or something in generations. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we got a little bit of everything in this in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I need to dig in more. I still have a. Uh, oh God, I can't. remember You were still the name reading. Of that. You were still reading Superior, and then I think you were on yeah. Mighty Mighty yes. Thor. No, yeah, yeah, oh, I think so. Or uh, yeah, okay. it was one of the Thor books, the one where he's the god, uh, god butcher, god butcher. Yeah, and uh, that yeah. shit was getting dope. I can't even remember yeah. what the last uh, last thing was, but it, it's fun because it's almost like Thor's a detective. 
Yeah. So he has yeah. to go to all these different places and be like, hmm, what happened here? And, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is a neat side of Thor that, you know, the analytical sort of, you know, and and the storytelling, like the actual verbiage and things like that, it's actually really good. It's really well written. Um, if you if you look back or if you're thinking of like getting back in and like more kind of more current stories, mm-hmm. I've been hearing like a lot of good things about uh, Jean Grey, uh, the, res- the resurrection line, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Jean Grey solo book. Just because, you know, in, in, in her setting, like, yeah, she's the, the time displays Jean Grey and she knows what her fate is if, if the phoenix comes out and comes for her. So she's kind of trying to go out, or, like trying to find her way without being in the same fate. So like he's, she's having adventures with like Doctor Strange and, and oh, I believe wow. like had, had like a tag team thing with Thor. So like she's making like telekinetic hammers and such. And, and then you yeah. get the same thing with 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 uh, uh, same thing time dis- displays beast where he knows he's gonna get furry, uh, but he's wanting he wants to go a different way, so he's trying to learn like magic with Doctor Strange sort of thing, like kind of different takes on the old time displaced heroes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dean Gray I heard was good, and then um, what else? Uh, I mean, I heard heard X Men Blue was good. Um, trying to think of something else. See, I've always liked. Uh... The the gimmick, the storytelling gimmick of, and I think Shakespeare like invented it, but mm-hmm. to where you relook at specific scenes of things that you might be familiar with, but with more information through a different character's eyes. Like, right. uh, I can't remember which one it is, uh, but like the two characters that I think of is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And basically, mm-hmm. um, another good example for like to tie it into video games. You guys remember that Godfather video game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were the guy that put the horse head on the bed, and <laughs> uh-huh. you were the guy. You know what I mean? Like almost like the Forrest Gump. Like you were always everywhere doing the things. Mm-hmm. Um. So whenever comics do that, like um, a comic series that did that really well was Planetary. And I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, dude, love Planetary. Like, if you haven't read it, it's four volumes and it's genius. But it is one of those that deals with time travel, but does it in such a way, it does it in a clever way that doesn't like take you out of it. That's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's kind of a cop out. They actually use it to add more drama instead of like, oh, this just solved everyone's problems. It actually causes more issues. Um, yeah. So it does it in the way that, you know, like time splitters would do it to where you like hand a key to yourself, but you wonder, or like heroes, I guess the TV show, whenever in that first season, whenever, uh, what was his name? Hiro Nakamura. Um, when when he's on the train, like, I love that scene because that just completely flips the whole script to everything. It's like, you know, what's his face? Uh, main duder, I guess his name's Peter in the show. Um, he's on the train and then the train stops and everyone's frozen in place. And then Hero, mm-hmm. who's this character that's just a huge dweeb that we know, is like a big giant trench coat with a samurai sword on his back. And he comes up and he's like, yeah, my name's Hiro Nakamura and I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. And you're like, the yeah. fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, it's the, those like story seeds that like plant like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of those. Um, yeah, totally. And and like with with the tie-in issues, that's where they get to play around with that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and and you see it all the time in like really good TV. Like Breaking Bad did it quite a bit, and then uh, yeah, Battlestar and. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a good gimmick. That, that's a good way to go because it allows you some wiggle room. Um, so in that regards, it works really well. But then on the on the flip side, like, yeah, I still don't. Maybe I need to read the whole Captain America arc now that it's about to end, just to see what I like really feel about it. Mm-hmm. Just just because it, it it feels a little, I don't know, it feels a little greasy. You know, it feels a little, feels a little like yeah, it feels like. Mm, Mm, they could have mm, done it maybe a little better, but yeah. We'll, in, in retrospect, we'll yeah, you you can definitely do see that. But I think if you're like in the journey, like yeah, it was a cool journey. Yeah, I oh, guess sure. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it got people talking. I mean, it did. It did. brought a lot just, just of eyes to comic books. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe the wrong type of man? attention. Yeah, maybe the wrong yeah. attention, but it brought attention. So I mean. <laughs> What is it? Eric? People say not not my Captain America. Like yeah, what? Eric Bischoff was like you know controversy <laughs> creates cash. He's yeah. he's not wrong, right? Exactly. But yeah, I think that may do it. We're at the whole the magic hour and fifteen minute mark. Oh, it no. seems like we yeah. always like on the money. We're always right there. That's crazy. Money, 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 money. That's right. That, 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 that meat sauce money. <laughs> <laughs> that popcorn money. That more you already got. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Well, so what type of popcorn? Just Oh, it's just plain buttered popcorn. See, and that's good. Because the kids these days, they start <laughs> putting all this other shit on it. And you're like, at mm-hmm. this point, you're eating like a me, salad me, made of popcorn. Let me uh, hit my checklist. Uh, yeah. Video games check, comics check, wrestling check, old madness check. Yep, we had them yeah. all. And food, yeah. I mean, and this food. is this is a classic, a quintessential brothering around episode. Yeah, everything <laughs> and you even, know and love about it is all jam packed into an hour and fifteen minutes. We didn't even bother the fact that you're doing it with a hurricane right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good old Harvey, man. Jesus, Harvey. Yeah. It's Steve Harvey. If you wouldn't have gotten the name of that girl wrong, we wouldn't have been in this mess. I know. Right? Oh, man. There's probably a special seat in hell for me for saying that. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, that's our time, guys. It's been episode number 30. What was it? Five? 35. 35. Of Brethren Around. I was always and will forever be Wes Gardner. And, uh, <laughs> For Marco Flores, for Todd EVF, and for Moriarty Time, we will see you all next week. Continue to be good brothers and sisters. We'll see you soon. Peace.